Bible study because that's what we're going to have this morning. Um, this passage that Nicole just read for us is actually loaded, loaded with all sorts of meaning. And it's not just, hey, let me just give you one or two quick facts about it, but we're actually going to have to look at a couple of other scriptures so that we come to the true understanding of what Jesus was trying to say. So that's why, I don't know, how many of you follow our church's Facebook page on online? Some of you. So on there I put... Um, by the way, follow us if you have a Facebook account. Uh, we will not Facebook stalk you. Um, we won't judge you for whatever you put on your Facebook. That's, that's your whatever, do what you want. But follow us because we try to um, put updates on there. And so every Friday, usually, we try to put an update as to what's happening Saturday morning. And one of the things I put on there yesterday was to remember um, the teaching this morning. So with that said, will you bow your heads with me as we pray? Oh God, would that you speak clearly to us now. Your words have been for thousands of years. We've read them time and time again. But at this moment now, Lord, we pray that you would open our hearts and our minds and that you would open our eyes to your new teaching. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Most of you by now have heard of Facebook. We reference it here all the time. So there's a trend that's been happening on Facebook over the last couple of maybe month or two that I've noticed it. And what people will do is they'll, pick, they'll post a picture on it, but on the picture there are words, and the, the phrase begins with this, that awkward moment when, and then people fill in the blank. And so I want to show you a couple of the ones I thought were kind of fun. Um, there's no pictures, I just use text. That awkward moment when someone says hello, and Good, thanks. That's awkward. I didn't ask you how you were doing. That awkward moment when you're taking off your sweater and your t-shirt comes off too. That's happened to all some of us. That awkward moment when you punish your child for something you do yourself. I hate that one. That awkward moment when you pull the door, when you pull the push door even though it's clearly signed. That's embarrassing. That's just embarrassing. It's not awkward. That awkward moment when you're talking to someone, but you can't remember their name, so you try to avoid introducing them to the person that you're with. And finally, that awkward moment when someone is doing the dishes and you slowly put another dish in the sink. That's pretty awkward if you're at somebody's house. (laughs) My kids try to do that to me all the time, and I always grab their hand and put it to the side. I like them to do their own dishes. But the truth is, is that life is filled with all sorts of awkward moments. There was a list of about a hundred or so of these, that awkward moment um, uh, sentences. But life is filled with awkward moments, and the Bible is filled with all sorts of awkward moments. I have a, a little system I do that when I'm reading the Bible, if there's something that seems weird or odd, or if it's written in a way that it makes me think, why would it be written this way? Because it's kind of weird. I, I shade it in purple so I can come back to that. I can look into that. But the Bible has tons and tons of awkward moments. This morning, I want to look at one in particular. So if you have your Bibles, I invite you to open to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, verse 33. Now, it's on the screen, so you can follow along. It is from the New Revised Standard Version, which is um, the Bible I read every week. So it is up on the screen, Matthew chapter, I mean, Mark chapter 9. Mark nine thirty three, And this is what it says. Then they came to Capernaum, 
And when he was in the house, Jesus, when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, Jesus said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. Now, how many of you have ever seen a television show or a movie, and it begins with this very intense scene, and right when they're about to reveal what's about to happen, the screen goes black, and it says, five days earlier. You guys ever, I hate when that happens, because it's like, I have to go through 45 minutes of a show just to see what happens. But this morning, I have to borrow that, that technique from Hollywood Because to fully understand this passage, verses 33 through 37, we have to look at what's been happening in the previous 40 verses. So we're going to fly through this. I want you just to kind of keep up with this. So Jesus says, Jesus began to teach them. This was Mark 8, 31. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all of this quite openly. So Jesus, before this passage where these disciples are arguing who will be the greatest, who will be at the top of the command in God's kingdom, 40 verses earlier, Jesus explicitly says, I will be handed over, I will undergo great suffering, I will be rejected, and then I will be killed. It's pretty straightforward what Jesus is telling them. Jesus had been talking about this. They, they, they should have understood, the disciples should have understood that Jesus is one of his main purposes is to come and lay down his life, but they weren't getting the picture. I don't know if any of you have ever lost somebody that is close to you, but I'm sure that we have. I remember my, my third year pastoring down in the Imperial Valley. There was an elder at the Brawley Church. Her name was Rosemary. And um, she was one of those women that I was afraid of when I first met her. She was a little bit older. She didn't smile often, but she had the warmest heart. She just didn't smile. And so I was always a little resistant to kind of... But when the church nominating committee voted her as head elder, then I had to develop a relationship and a friendship with her. So I would come over to her house once a week, and we would do Bible study. She would oftentimes take me nice dinners of Italian food, well, as nice as they can get in the Imperial Valley. You know what I mean. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab this one over here because my microphone keeps going out. I'll keep talking though until this works. Um, so, she used to, so she was really nice. She was really good, and she would often say that she was like my grandmother. So, so we developed a very close friendship. 